You've survived the worst. Trauma, loss, rejection. The reality is, your pain can be a crutch, or it can be the thing that launches you. You're listening to the Purpose Through Pain podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you experience true freedom and breakthrough. Tune in each week as guests share their incredible life lessons from their personal stories and hear from experts who can give you the tools you need to stop surviving and start thriving. Here to help you find purpose through your pain is your host, Joseph James. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Purpose Through Pain. I am your host, Joseph James. Time. We all think we have a lot of it. We think it's expendable, so to say, and that we can use how much we want, whenever we want, however that we want. But do we really have a lot of it? It's one thing in this world, no matter where you're from, demographics, race, sex, origin, how you were raised, how you weren't raised, what country, third world, first world, white collar, blue collar, we all have the same amount of it in a day. I want to tell you a story that really hit home to me, but it didn't hit home and I didn't realize how much time I had until it was gone. Most of you know my story, and if you haven't, this podcast is based on the pain that I've experienced in life, as well as many others and the guests that I've had, and that pain can range from the loss of a loved one to the loss of a relationship or even a profession, a career, finances, trauma in life, rejection, abuse, you name it, we're talking about it, okay? But today's episode is more about the time you have with the people that you love, the people that you want to be with. My wife passed away in 2019, 22 days after my, my father passed away. And about two weeks after she had passed away, I'm going through a journal of hers, and my wife's level of journaling was, it would go for about three days and then it would take about a three-year break. And that was the level of it. She never kept it in the same book, so it could be whatever book that she picked up at the moment. And so I'm reading this journal and I remember exactly what she's saying and my heart broke when I read it. See, I was raised like most men in my generation. I'm 42 years old. We were raised by parents that were taught us to provide for our families, especially our fathers. Okay, Regardless of how connected or disconnected our father or our parents may or may not have been, my father particularly worked very hard to provide for his family. And that's what he instilled in me. No matter what goes on, no matter what happens, you provide for your family. If you, get, if you have to go out and get two jobs, go out and get two jobs. If you have to go out and get three jobs, go out and get three jobs. That is regardless of the status of what mom was doing. Now, my mom worked, okay? Um, she had her own job as a nurse. My dad had his own job as a sales manager. And at one point in time in my life, they also had a um, arts and crafts business. And we would travel and go to different craft shows. And my mom would sell her items. But my dad always taught me that no matter what, you're going to provide. 
So in 2016, I had started my own business. And then in 2000, uh, dog training business, professional canine solutions, which is still currently running today, um, still established. In 2017, my wife became pregnant with our third child. And ultimately what her goal was, we sat down and we talked about it. And this was right after we had built a house. So the, the ideal plan was in 2016 timeframe is we wanted to try to have a third child. And in the midst of that, my wife wanted to homeschool them. And then, and she was a teacher at the time. She wanted to homeschool them and then start her own bakery. Okay. And my wife was really, really good at baking, baking cakes, especially. And, um, and she was kind of self-taught, took a couple courses, but for the most part, she was self-taught. So when we went to go look for a house, search for a house, we actually found a house after looking at and visiting 120 different homes. We finally found the one that we wanted. And the kitchen counter was 18 feet granite top. It was a, it was a granite top um, counter. It was 18 feet long. And the moment she walked in, about three feet into the door, you kind of walk right into the kitchen, maybe four feet. And she turned right around and said, this is it. I'm like, okay, baby, let's, let's just wait. Let's just get through the rest of the house. Well, needless to say, you know, long story short, we bought the house. And so 2017, right around Father's Day, it was a present to me that my wife was now pregnant. And so we came up with this plan that she is going to, I'm going to continue to work. And if she can make it through the timeline of the pregnancy and, um, you know, um, maternity leave, things like that. And in the summer coming up that the idea plan was by summer of 18 or the August school year of 2018, she would resign from her teaching position and uh, my salary would, um, from the, from the business would replace hers. Okay. And that's what we had. We had planned. So I knew I had to grind. I had to grind big time. Now my business was only a year into it and uh, we had already started making six figures in our first seven months of the business. And so 2017 was the start of that as well. We're right on track for making a little bit more than what we had made the previous year. And so I am grinding every day I'm grinding. And this had been this way for since I'd started the business. When I started the business in 2016, I really didn't know a lot about social media, Facebook, Instagram, things like that. So I would train dogs throughout the day. And then I'd spend a little bit of family time uh, helping with homework and eating dinner and then um, kids would go to bed and I would stay up till 3 a.m. in the morning working on the business. And this lasted, this went seven days a week for about six or seven months until I was able to get a good handle and the business was kind of kicking off and things like that. And so I just continued to grind. And no matter what I was doing, whether it was out with the family, I'd be on my phone. I'd be talking to clients. If somebody messaged me at 3 a.m. in the morning, I am answering that message. I am trying to make that sell. I wanted people to know that I was serious about this business. I was going to grow this business and I cared about training dogs. And so I kept at it, kept at it, kept at it, kept at it. And then of course, in 2018, my wife was diagnosed with cancer, um, stage four colon cancer, right after the birth of our, um, our, our son. And I just kept grinding. I kept grinding. I knew that um, that was what I needed to do. I needed to provide for my family because what we had planned out was, of course, once school year started in 2018, then in August of 18, that she would um, not go back to work. 
Well, now all of a sudden we have this big hiccup. Okay, we have this big roadblock. And now everything comes sooner. She actually had to go on maternity leave um, in November of 2017 because she was put on bed rest. And so it didn't plan out the way we wanted to. However, that didn't stop me from now knowing and understanding, okay, this came sooner than what expected, but we were pretty much there. I was there financially with the business to replace her salary, and we were going to be able to, or she was going to be able to stay at home, be a stay-at-home mom, teach the kids from school or from home, and then start this bakery of hers. And I had prepared for that. We had things ready. And then, of course, the cancer hit, and so now everything kind of changed the atmosphere changed, but my mentality to go after the things that I wanted to did not change. And so I continued to grind. I'm like, I knew I had to provide for my family, especially now with this big medical um, ordeal that was happening. And so I continued to grind, continued to grind, continued to grind. And I remember at a point in time, my, my wife did battle with depression. Okay. It was an up and down roller coaster or cycle of it throughout our marriage. And a lot of it had to do with her, her weight, her insecurity of it, or the way she felt like she looked or didn't look. Losing the weight and then getting pregnant and gaining the weight. Losing the weight, getting pregnant, gaining the weight. And so that continued for her. And so other things that she was bothered by is uh, we lived in Louisiana. She was nowhere near her family. And being Hispanic, she was Dominican. Uh, Hispanic people are naturally or culturally, I should say, very close family-oriented individuals. And so when we got married in 2005, I pulled her away from that. And then in 2006, we lived in Louisiana. So she battled with that a lot, just not feeling that she was able to be close and connected to her family. And so she, she dealt with those. And I'm just being vulnerable and being transparent as possible right now. I'm really opening up to you guys. And so I... So my wife, my wife, to fast forward a little bit, my wife passed away in 2019, in January of 2019, just shortly after my father, and I am reading this journal, it's about two weeks, two weeks after she had passed away, and I'm reading a little bit about her depression, I'm reading a little bit about how she felt, and this dated all the way back to about 2017 time frame, that was the last day she had journaled in this particular journal. And so the journal had read that she came home from a therapy appointment. Now, she started to see a therapist for her depression. I knew about it. We both had talked about it. We both agreed upon it. And the plan was is she would do about two or three sessions with a therapist by herself, and then I would join with her. And I was, I was 100% on board with it. Because no matter what I had did or tried to do throughout that time, I was not successful in helping her get through that depression. And so she came home and she shared with me. I remember she had the appointment. She came home from the appointment and she began to share with me the excitement of the session. And so she begins to tell me and she's all excited. And I'm, oh yeah, babe, that's, that's great. That's awesome. And I, I, I remember back the conversation was shorter than what I expected to. And so I just kept on doing what I was doing. But in her journal, this is what she said. She says, I came home to share with Joseph my exciting news from my therapy session and the breakthroughs I had. But as I was sharing with him, his head was buried in his computer like if I wasn't even talking to him. 
And that hit me. I read it and it hit me like a ton of bricks. It hit me hard. Because at that moment, I knew I couldn't apologize. I couldn't fix it. I couldn't reason. I couldn't justify. I couldn't explain. I couldn't do anything except for cry. I couldn't do anything but cry and say I'm sorry over and over and over again. And I remember this hit me so hard, it almost felt like that moment in time was harder than the death itself because there was no going back. There was no apologizing. There was no, give me one more chance. I'll stop doing what I'm doing. See, let me tell you a little bit about my mindset at that moment. And this is not an excuse. This is where I was. I was so driven to provide for my family and take care of my family in the midst of now was the hardest season of our life where things had changed from her working to now her body, her, the, the disease in her body trying to kill her. And so I knew I had to provide for her. I knew I had to provide for my family because that's the way I was raised. That's the way my brain was wired. Was to take care of my family, was to take care of my children, was to take care of my home. And I felt that's what I was supposed to be doing. See, it got to the point that I was so driven that I was dismissive to people and I didn't even realize it. I would yell at the kids for wanting me to, they'd ask me to go outside and play and I'd go outside and play, but I'd have my phone in my hand. And I was glued to my phone, trying to answer messages, emails, text owners about their dogs. And I remember one time my daughter saying, Dad, why won't you just set your phone down? And I yelled at her. I yelled at her. And I said, do you know why you have that basketball? Do you know why we have that basketball goal? It's because Daddy works so he can afford it. But at the heart of a, a nine-year-old at that time, she didn't, she didn't grasp that because they don't understand the meaning of work or the meaning of working for money and providing for things. But yet I was trying to justify to a nine-year-old that the reason she can have a basketball is because daddy works instead of just taking that time, that magic word, that so profound, powerful word, time. See, for the last two years of my life at that moment, I have been grinding so hard at my job. But it wasn't just the last two years. It was actually pretty much our whole marriage. I had jobs that I was constantly on the phone and I never took the time to be present. You can be in the same room with somebody and not be present. And this is the point that I'm getting at right here. When all that happened and it crushed me, man, it crushed me. I cried. I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried. And still to this day, it, it, it takes a toll on me when I think about the story, when I think about what happened because there's not a thing I can do not a thing I can say. There's not a prayer I can pray that will take any of that back. But at that moment, I realized right then and there, you never realize how much time you have to spend with someone until they're no longer there to spend time with. Very powerful statement. But that was my reality at the moment. And so this is what I want to leave with you guys today.
I want to encourage you. When you are present with somebody, when you're in the midst of somebody's company, whether that's physically, whether that's over the phone, however that may be, be present. Make time for them. I'm living through something right now that I, even in the midst of changing all of those things, I've still made some mistakes about not being or setting time for people in the midst of doing other things when that's all they were really asking for. And I didn't see it. I didn't see it at that moment. And all I could do is, you know, pray and, and, and pray for healing in, in that aspect or in that person's life as well as mine. And so, in your current situation, whether it's at work, whether it's in your marriage, in a up-and-coming relationship or an established relationship, within business, whatever it may be, be present for the people that are in your lives, your children, your coworkers, your significant other, the person that you're dating, whomever it may be. Don't go to bed mad. Don't hang up on somebody, be disrespectful and rude and hang up on them because you just honestly never know that may be the last time you get to hear their voice. That may be the last time you receive or send a text message to them. That may be the last time that you're able to play basketball or sit on the couch and watch a movie or even say the words, I love you. So I just encourage you today, no matter what you're going through, no matter your past, you only get one mom, you only get one dad. Natural anyways. You don't get to to redo things over and over again. But in some aspects, I, I, I get that we do with marriages and you know, step parents and things like that. But with what you have, find the time to be present. Find and make the time to be in their life. Make the time to be a part of who they are. Make the time so that when time is gone and it's no longer there, you can look back and say, you know what? I spent every bit of time I possibly could with the person that I loved, with the person that I wanted to be with, with my future, with my kids, with the present. Don't come to that realization that I did. That realization of you never realize how much time you have to spend with someone until they're no longer there to spend time with. I love you guys, and I want to leave you with this. If you will change your mindset, you will change your world. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Through Pain podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to finding true freedom and breakthrough.